Hey, all you beautiful souls, and welcome to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. My name is Shalane Carter. I'm your host. I'm also a personal trainer, yoga teacher, meditation guide, and spiritual leader. This podcast is the perfect convergence of all things health, wellness, yoga, and spirituality, and really learning to break through limitations and open yourself and your spirit up to receiving all the abundance the universe has to offer. Each week, along with myself and many other awesome guests, you'll begin to expand your knowledge and insight on how to level up and step into your highest self. Are you ready? Let's do this. Hey guys, welcome back to the Eat, Pray, Slay podcast. I am so thrilled to have you all here. Um, And I want to talk about a touchy subject. Brace yourselves. Um, No, seriously though, sit down. I'm just kidding. But... Seriously, the I want to talk about some of the verbiage and some of the words that are kind of being thrown around a lot lately. Um, the one specifically that I want to talk about today um, is manifesting. So the reason I wanted to touch on this, and I feel so I if so, fun fact about me is. I constantly am getting like ideas in like the shower and places that are like the least opportunistic to like sit down and record a podcast or write anything that's longer than like two sentences. So I have this ongoing note in my phone and whenever an idea hits me, I'm like, Ooh, I gotta, I gotta write that down. Um, but I wrote down some, some touch points on manifesting because I want to explore some of the realities of it. So manifesting as it's understood to all of us right now is the ability to cultivate by thought the life that we want or not just necessarily the life, but anything in our physical realm. It's creating, it's going from our thoughts being just thoughts and just being vibrations into physical form. So that means, you know, we're thinking and we're cultivating habits that are going to produce this dream beach house that we've always wanted. And the reality is the only reason people are making money and coining this term and are utilizing it, not because they know some manifesting secret that you don't, they have just owned their power and are aware of how to bring light to your power. So what I mean by that is that when you are, say, you know, a lot of times I'm recording this right now, especially it's the beginning of 2020. And I wanted to share this now as opposed to hold off because I've got a laundry list of podcast topics that I'm like, I need to record. But I want to share this now because it is a new decade. Not only is it a new year, but also a new decade. And there is so much going around when the book of the law of attraction came out and, um, or when the, excuse me, the secret came out and then, um, the law of attraction became a lot more of a widely recognized tool for those to use is kind of when manifesting or manifestation, those kinds of buzz, buzzwords were being used in a more mainstream self-development realm. Now, by and large, we innately, through our thoughts alone, 
manifest exactly what our outer world looks like. So that means if you were to look at your life and there are a lot of pieces and parts that feel a lot more like shadow and a lot less like light and feel a lot more like things that you don't want, um, I would internally begin to observe the way that you're thinking and your thought processes. Because thoughts carry a vibration. I like to use this example a lot with um, my clients who uh, most of them come to me for for some energy healing work along with losing weight, things like that. They're struggling with their bodies. They're struggling with mind-body connection. They're struggling with their weight. They feel very out of place in their own bodies. And what I like to do is actually bring them um, into the reality of what their thoughts are actually creating. So what happens is... When you, when you begin to feel an emotion, your biology, your physical body begins to respond. I like to use the example because it's easiest and most, and one of the most intense feelings is anger. Um, so I usually have them close down their eyes and we go back to a time in their life where they felt a lot of anger. Anger and sadness are very, very easily accessible emotions to the mind. Now, I want you to just, we're going to take three seconds, okay? Um, I'm, we're going to go through just a quick little exercise um, so that you can kind of see how your physical body responds because this is how I teach people to begin to transform their lives is by observing how their physical body is actually reacting to their internal environment. Not just their thinking mind, but their emotional state as well. So go ahead and close down your eyes really quick. If you're driving, please don't. <laughs> but I want you to kind of clear your mind just a little bit. Um, what that means is like any, if you're thinking about to-do lists, if you're thinking about, you know, it's this is kind of hard to do in traffic, which is why I don't recommend also closing your eyes. Um, it's kind of a little bit more difficult when you're distracted to tap into your emotions, but we're going to go for it anyways. Those who are driving, you can listen to this later. So closing down your eyes, taking a deep breath in, deep breath out, feel the heat on the upper lip, beginning to just observe your breath for a moment. Observing how your ribs separate as you inhale and how your belly flies up and in as you exhale, contracting and reverting into your body. I want you to travel to a time in your life when you felt a lot of sadness. Maybe somebody passed. Maybe a relationship ended that you thought was forever. Maybe a falling out between a family member or a loved one. I want you to see that moment. What did that look like? What were the words that were exchanged? How did it feel? Feel the sensations through your face. 
Feel your heart space. Notice the subtle shift in your physical body, maybe tears welling up behind your eyes. Maybe a more sullen attitude and demeanor. Maybe more shallow breathing. Take a deep breath in. Deep breath out. Bring the awareness back to your breath. I want you to bring the awareness to the present moment. Your bones, your muscles. Feeling the sensation of breath in your body again. Knowing that you no longer live in that place of sadness. Allowing yourself to return to the present moment. Okay, so after that little trip down memory lane, how did you feel? How did your emotional body just change? How did your demeanor change? How did your, did you, were there tears welling up behind your eyes? Did you start to relive those moments? Yes? I know everybody is saying yes, because every time I have done this exercise, people are like, whoa. Now, what that means is any time that you're physically beginning to experience something that's only happening in your mind. Yes, that moment happened, but it is not currently happening. We like to think that we live in the present moment and all of those things, but we don't, okay? We live within our mind, which is a library of every single past experience you have had, good, bad, you know, and the ugly, all of them. Okay, so your internal library has archived all of these feelings, all of these emotional responses to the experience. So when you are doing things in your life that you're like, wow, I don't understand why this keeps happening. I don't like the job that I have. I don't like the place that I live. I'm unhappy in my relationship. If you're attracting a lot of these circumstances and experiences into your life that you're like, I don't understand why this keeps happening to me, right? Or like you just kind of don't know how you you feel like these are the cards that you were dealt. It's not. You are creating your reality every single second. You are manifesting your physical reality every single second of every single day without even knowing it. You're manifesting right now. Hooray, you're doing it. <laughs> um, I really wanted to like just kind of blow the lid off of this, this thing that it seems, um, especially in the self-help world right now, that they that manifesting... And the ability to manifest is something that other people hold that they're going to, they're going to give to you, right? And the reality is you own the power to manifest because you are doing it right now. That is what we do. Our internal thought process becomes our external physical reality. Just like you began to experience something that was not happening to you anymore during that exercise your body began to physically respond, it's doing that every single day. 
This is why it's so important to really, when people are like, you know, you really need to watch your thoughts or, you know, think positive, you know, positive, the power of positive thinking. They're not saying that to be like, woo woo and find the silver lining and stop being a Debbie Downer. Although the power of positive thinking has been proven time and time again. However, what they're saying is if your internal dialogue and landscape has become one of, you know, I always date the wrong people. Um, there are no good men left, you know, men are douchebags or, um, you know, if, if it's a good man, like he's no fun. Like I get it. Like there's that, like if, if I'm going to be like the, in this sexual aroused relationship where there's, he emotionally understands me physically, like I am so turned on and we have this really great, um, connection that we can talk about anything. You want all of those things and yet you speak about men in a way in which does not uphold those those thoughts. Your mind is automatically going to view from the lens of, you know, men are terrible, men treat women badly, men, you know, I always get, you know, men are always doing me wrong and blah, blah, blah. You're having that entire uh, dialogue with yourself. You are never going to attract a man who understands your emotional needs is physically intimate with you in a way that just sends you wild and and really connects with you on a plane that you never thought that you could connect with somebody and they're your best friend and you laugh and you think that you're going to get all of those things if you're what you're idealizing and kind of putting on this pedestal without realizing it is all these terrible qualities in association with men. Do you see the disconnect? If you're somebody who constantly says, oh, you know, well, you know, I'm, I'm just like an Eeyore. I'm a slew of, uh, you know, bad luck, you know, stuff like this always happens to me. I'm accident prone. You know, if there's going to be a weird disease, it's going to find me like all of these types of things. And you wonder why your health is in peril. It's because your physical body is responding to your thoughts. I wrote um, a blog post about this and there's tons and tons of evidence on epigenetics, but so our genetic code, <coughs> excuse me, our genetic code um, allows us to turn on or turn off gene expression. That means when we are thinking thoughts that vibrate at the, uh, a lower frequency and throw off your energetic receptors and their normal flow of energy, it creates an area of dis-ease in the body. When that happens often enough is when the genetic response changes because energetically it now resonates with something else. Okay your body physically begins to respond to all of your thought processes. So if you are wanting to really transform your life, it's not that you need a, a life overhaul. It's not that you need, you know, the, the perfect mate, the ideal lifestyle, you know, you need to leave your job and, um, maybe never speak to your family again because they're the source of your peril, <laughs> whatever it is 
None of those things necessarily need to happen. What needs to happen is your thought process behind it. Is your approach, attitude, demeanor towards these circumstances that you're struggling with. So let's go back to, um, you know, if you're struggling finding the right, you know, partner or we'll just say man, cause I'm a, I'm a woman and I'm a straight woman. So that's how I identify. So, and this is very real for me as well, because I, I struggled with this for many years, but you know, I, I was attached to the thought process that I had a bad picker. <laughs> um, one that doesn't hold me responsible for actually making the fucking choice. I picked them. What does that say about me? First of all. Um, but for so long, it was so much easier to be like, you know what, all I, you know, I live here and this is just a very, um, transient city. And so that allows and is a breeding ground really for men who are, you know, a what's in it for me mentality. People who are, unless you're giving them what they want, they're not interested. Men who are emotionally unavailable and emotionally shut down because they're just wanting to get theirs and, and be done with it, right? They're not wanting something long-term or lasting. They're not wanting deeper connection. They're not wanting all of these things. And I was very much tied to this. Very much identified this. This is something that when I coach people, we go through, okay, tell me all of the things that you think that you are. And people are like, well, I'm a mom. I'm a business owner. I'm, and they have all of these titles. They're so attached to the titles and what the titles represent. I heard this really great, um, I was reading um, the Yoga Sutras and um, I, it went over a part where it talks about how do you know what an apple is, right? you know what an apple is because you've seen an apple. If you lived in a, a region of the world that had doesn't grow, you know, that, that doesn't have agriculture like that and you had never seen an apple and you've never seen the TV or, you know, didn't have a smartphone, you, you didn't know what an apple was, the word apple would mean shit to you. <laughs> Somebody could describe it to you. They could describe the taste. They could describe what it looked like. They could paint that picture but your picture would be very different because again, you have never seen it, experienced it. So your interpretation is going to be different. The only reason the word apple has any physical value is because you're using that word to describe something else, which is again, why it's so important to watch our thoughts. We use words to describe feelings, to describe emotion, to describe experiences. I often use the terms, um, if you're looking at emotional receptivity, let's talk about the word witch and all the things that automatically pop up for you. Dark, moon, Halloween, bad, spells, um, you know, warts on their nose. <laughs> uh, they wear a pointy hat. You know, all of these things that automatically pop into to your head. Now, what do you think about when I say healer? I think more of like tinctures. I think of more of like a, a grandmother type. I almost think of like, um, I, and I don't, I don't know why this is, but I think of more um, like a Indian culture. I think more of like a Native American. I think of um, 
South American cultures. That's what I think of. I think, you know, she has long, dark hair. She's warm and she's welcoming. And there's usually, she's usually burning incense. And, you know, I feel better when I leave. Now, it's funny is because if you really research a lot of the history of, of which they are healers. They have been painted by the media to be that of, you know, the devil and of only, um, you know, devil worship and, you know, spells where you're casting um, spells to kill people or, you know, make, you know, voodoo dolls and like all of those things is really more associated with the witch connotation, whereas more of back to health and kind of um, holistic and earthy and kind of like, like a earthly experience is what I think of when I think of healer. And that has a lot to do with media, because if you go back and really um, go into histories of centuries prior, really, it's describing the same thing. Um, so this is really, really important. When we use words, we realize what we're describing, what we're trying to attract more of, um, subconsciously because like attracts like. So if your mind is saying all of these, again, let's go back to the, you know, finding a partner is saying all these terrible things about men. What, what kind of men do you think are coming into your life? all the ones that support that idea. I, when I say every single time, I'm not joking you, every single person that I was dating for years and years and years before I did a lot of this work was, and just became aware that I could do this work, were the same type of men and just different skin suits. <laughs> like they all, they all look different. They were all the same energetic beings. They all wanted similar things. There were all the same kind of boundaries for them. There was all the same kind of restrictions and lack of love and stuff like that all in place. And that's because that's what I was saying was out there. So that's all that I was finding. It wasn't until I tapped into my own power of thought that everything fucking changed. And now I have a wonderful, wonderful boyfriend who is, when I say literally, I have on a piece of paper, I wrote down qualities, feelings, emotions, experiences that I wanted to have with this partner. And then I began to mentally have kind of those experiences, kind of like daydreaming is the best way I think of describing manifesting. Um, you really have to create like a visceral experience of what you're wanting. I mean, you can smell the smells, you can taste the taste. You know, if you want to go to Italy, you better be getting your pasta on in your brain. Like, I want you to taste the marinara that's fresh because the, the tomatoes are straight from the vine. There's no preservatives. The olive oil is fresh pressed. The wind and breeze is blowing across your face as you sit in a sweet little cafe listening to people chatter in Italian. You know, the sweet mama, the mama Italian uh, grandmama comes out and she brings you your food and she caresses your shoulder and gives you a little squeeze. The warmth of sun on your skin, you know, the vineyards, the smells, like you have to have that visceral, tangible, biological response inside of your body. 
in order for it to come to fruition, in order to quote unquote manifest. So what that means, and Joe Dispenza, um, if you do not follow him or are not familiar with any of his work, um, in one of his books, um, I can't recall which one right off the top of my head, but he talks about creating a mind movie. And so then what you do is you create the, like a day kind of in your ideal life. What are you doing? What are you smelling? Where are you going? What restaurants do you eat at? What clothes do you wear? What does your partner look like? What does it feel like to hold their hand? What does your dinner experience with your children feel like? What do you order? What shoes do you pick for dinner? Are you going with the fancy shoes? Do you always wear a heel now when you go out with your husband because it, you like the way it makes you feel? Okay, like what does your home look like? What does it feel like to sit on the, that couch inside of your home? What's the energy of your home that pulsates through your body? So you create this mind movie. Um, you can look at, I think the book is Breaking the Habit of Being Yourself. Sorry, it just came to me. Um, but you create this mind movie that you experience. Think of all the movies. That's, that's how you know a movie is good. When you are emotionally experiencing what the actors are just portraying, right? You're just watching it on a screen and you feel those emotions and your body begins to respond. Now imagine if on a screen you were watching your own life. You are experiencing that beautiful, blissful, abundant life that was full of love, that was full of harmony and peace. But instead of watching it on a screen, you're physically experiencing it. I love, if you've ever been to uh, Disney California Adventure, they have a, I think it's called Travel Around the World, but you sit in a seat and it, it hikes you up like, I don't know, like 40 feet in the air or so. And so your feet are dangling and you're supposed to be paragliding um, or hang gliding. I'm not sure that par paragliding, I think is over water, hang gliding. Anyways, you're gliding. Okay. Um, and you go kind of around all the, um, the wonders of the world. You go to the Taj Mahal, you go um, to like the Rockies, you go to the Grand Canyon, you go to, uh, I think they go to the Nile. I can't remember, but you go to all of these places. And the crazy thing is, and this is what I really love, and this is what I want to hit home, is they pump out smells that are related to the area. The They adjust the temperature, breeze. You have a physical experience while you're watching the screen. So say if we're in the Taj Mahal, um, it's a little bit warmer, Right. Um, the sounds are that of like birds and, um, it would be an experience like you were physically there. So when you're trying to manifest and when you're trying to change your external world, you're trying to change your reality. What you have to do is really tap into what you want first. So here are my, my tips for, for tapping into your powers of manifesting that you were born with. You were born with these, you innately know how to do them. You don't need somebody to tell you how, 
You don't need somebody to guide you along. Like maybe you do because you feel a little unsure, but once you kind of tap into this type of work, it's almost game-like. Like you're like, oh, this is fun. I want this. I want that. I want, you know, this for my business. I want this for my life. And it's not in a greedy way. Um, I feel like it has to come from a place of love and gratitude. You have to feel like you're already grateful for experiencing that, even though it's not your physical reality yet. The feelings of gratitude allow the time, <coughs> excuse me, allow the time gap between when, between when you're experiencing it and the now to close. The reason that is, is your body, when you're experiencing feelings of gratitude, it's because something already happened. We're programmed that way from, from childhood. And it's in our, again, our innate ability is when something is done for us that we needed, we wanted, we feel grateful. We feel that's a a deep feeling of love. Gratitude is another way to say love, essentially. Um, And so when we're already feeling love and gratitude for something that we're just, that's just happening in our mind, our physical body then begins to respond like, it's already happening. I gotta, I gotta catch up. I don't wanna be late to the party. So the few tips that I have for owning your manifesting abilities and really stepping into that power is to write down your perfect day. Okay. So I want you to write down, I go hour by hour. So the best way for me to usually do this is I actually have a planner that has all of the times, um, you know, hour by hour down. And then I write down when I want to wake up. I want to write down, like for me, the first thing I do when I get up is I meditate. So however long that is, um, I do it for at least five minutes every day. And then I go make myself some warm lemon water. And then I like to bring that back. I read some, um, I always have some type of spiritual text that I'm reading. Um, Not, I always read, but it is always... Uh, something that is thought provoking as far as tuning into my self exploration. So right now I am reading, uh, Patanjali's yoga sutras. Um, I've also read the Gita. Um, you can read the Bible, you can read, um, the Torah, whatever, you know, one interests you. Um, it doesn't have to necessarily be like a religious book. Um, but something that really promotes uh, thoughts of introspection to yourself is what I usually recommend. And that's, um, I just feel like it sets your day up really well. Um, so I go, anyways, that's what I do. <laughs> but I go through and write down, okay, five minutes, you know, from I get up at 5.30, I do that. I leave the house at, you know, 5.45, 5.50, go to yoga at 6, yoga from 6 to 7, drive home from 7 to 7. I mean, I this takes a little bit of time to do it one time. But really what you're trying to do is physically go through a day in the life that you want to be living. So I write down, number one is you write down, down to the minute if possible, but you can go by the hour at first because then you'll break it down further. So go down by the hour and write down a perfect day for you. What does that look like? Does it include work? Maybe you do one play day 
and one work day, or maybe your work kind of is your play. For me, I love doing podcasts. I love interviewing. I love, um, I actually really love writing content. I love, there are certain aspects that I don't like. So I don't add those into my day because I think to myself, I'm going to hire out for those. I'm going to outsource those, those things. So some graphic things for like the podcast and stuff like that. Those are not my favorite. I do them, but they're just, they're not my favorite to do. I include things that I really like to do in my business because I like part of my business is serving people and teaching people and guiding people. And I love that. It makes me feel so full. I love to teach yoga. Um, and so that would be included would be some, um, something like that, where that is part of my perfect day. Part of my perfect day includes like dinner with my family. It includes a lot of fruits and vegetables. I have written down what I would eat, right? So you're really creating an entire day of experiences for you. So you write down by the hour what you're going to do. So then from there, then you write down all of those things that you're doing. You write down all of the, I go by the five senses. So for every hour, every experience, whatever you're doing, I want you to write down, like kind of do an offshoot of like five. So, you know, sight, touch, smell, hear, do all of that. So off the, you would, you would do your five senses and you write down physically what you're smelling. Is there a taste in your mouth, right? So say if working out is part of that, my mouth feels parched. I need water. You know, I, you know, especially like in a hot yoga class or something like that. I'm like, okay, I, I begin to have the sensory experience of sweating. My clothes are damp. The, my breath feels hot. Um, I feel my chakras feel very opened. Um, I love to really write down like my feelings in Shavasana. So at the end where you're just kind of lying there, it's called corpse pose. It's usually everybody's favorite. <laughs> Guys, if you come to one of my yoga classes, yoga jokes for days, okay? Um, so I really write down the five senses. And then I go through and I write down just like that. Like I write down internal dialogue that I'm having during these experiences. So that's your three parts right there. Um, so you're going to write down by the hour all the activities that you're doing. The second thing you're going to do is off of every single item that you're doing for that 24 hours. So not just the hours while you're awake. Um, if you want to dream more, if you want to kind of get into dream exploration um, and things like that, then you want to make sure that you're writing down your intent. You know, I, I want to have dreams of this or that. It can be anything. It can be anything that you want to bring into your life. You have to begin to physically experience that. If it's only in your mind at first, it then what happens is your body has to follow suit. So you're writing down your sensory experiences after you've gone by hour by hour. The third thing is you're writing down internal dialogue. You're writing down your experience, your thoughts that you're having about the experience. And you're really beginning to feel really engulfed in that perfect day for you. So then what you're going to do, I mean, you can draw pictures then at that point, whatever really kind of gets it. Um, I don't know how, again, I'm kind of paraphrasing from, from Joe Dispenza's book and kind of his activity for it into morphing it into a little bit of my own, but 
Creating that perfect day really allows your mind to be set up continually to experience that. So then what you want to do is now that you've gotten it written down, you need to take out five minutes at least. 10 minutes is probably better, um, but you're spending time every single morning, every single morning before you actually physically experience anything else. So, you know, you get up, you're like, oh, I have to go to the bathroom. So you run up, you go to the bathroom, you sit down, experience your perfect day in your mind. Read what you're writing. Experience that day before it has happened. And feel gratitude. That is how you have to close out this practice. So at the end of that, I want you to say, I am so thankful to have all of these experiences in my life. I'm grateful because they support me in my highest good and showing up as the best and highest version of myself. Thank you so much, universe, God, divine, whatever you want to use. Thank you so much, universe, for supporting me, for always knowing what I need and for allowing me to feel held in all of my dreams. So you're going to repeat that at the end of the day too, right before you go to bed. It has to be the last thing you do because at night, all of your sensory experiences that you've had during the day through sight, through smell, through touch, all of those things that you've physically experienced kind of get cataloged in your library, right? We talked about that your, your body and your mind are a library of all of your experiences throughout your entire life. What you can recall is such a short, short amount because it's like it likes to go through and siphon what's going to be needed and what's not later. So the experiences that you want it to recall are those of your perfect day. The experiences that you want it to not just log away and be like, I never need this again are of your perfect day. And if that's the last thing on your mind before you get bed, you go to bed, you bet your bottom dollar that that is probably going to be something that is continually reiterated in your subconscious mind while you're sleeping. I really want you to take some of these practices. I, I love, I love that the power of manifesting and the power of, of your personal power is really coming to light. Um, the shift within, I think just our society and the openness to more than a, the past paradigms which are very patriarchally so their structure is one of of old that we've used for a long time it's a very patriarchal society and we're seeing this uprising of of feminine energy of of the energy of feminism isn't one of necessarily female it's one of being more in flow. It's one that's a little bit more wild and spontaneous. It takes rest when it needs rest. It goes really hard when it needs to. It's one that's creative and adaptive. And we're really seeing the rise in that. I mean, even if you look at the way in which people are, are reaching um, new, new heights in their careers and things like that is not from working the nine to five for somebody else in a traditional setup. You know, there's the rise in entrepreneurialism is just huge. And a lot of that has to do with the way in which we feel empowered in our own bodies 
it has really shifted. We're taking back our own power and by manifesting and using a lot of these tools allows us to really own exactly who we are, what we want, and then begin to live it. So I wanted to just take this time to elaborate a little bit more on this because I think we get so caught up in, in things like, oh, I need to create a vision board. And I just, I'll be honest with you, vision boards are not my favorite. Um, I don't feel like they give you the experience that you're wanting. They're kind of like, I should do that. I'll try, maybe. Vision boards are like the maybes of manifesting, okay? You're probably not going to do it. Let's be real. Unless there is a you have created an experience behind all of those pictures that's why i like to do it backwards i don't start with the pictures i start with a more subtle experience and then work to the larger experience where you're utilizing the senses because a picture on a beach could mean a million different things and honestly it could trigger a million different emotions how am i supposed to know that you want to work off a beach Maybe you just want to vacation more. Maybe you want to go to Bora Bora where that picture is taken. I don't know. And your mind, when it's inundated with so many uh, imagery, so much imagery of a beach, right? You've probably been to many beaches. You've probably had a sunburn. You've, you know, maybe had too many beers on a beach one time. And you're like, listen, I don't want to do that again. You know, like whatever it is, there's all these other experiences that maybe relate to that physical picture. So you have to start internally with your thought process and then work that way. So I, I don't start with pictures and vision boards. Not that they aren't great tools, but, and not that, you know, just saying like think positive thoughts. It's like those things like those are, those are great. And those are big rocks to kind of keep in mind, but we're trying to fill in the small rocks. We want a full jar. I don't want three rocks in my jar. I want the three rocks and the thousand other rocks and the sand that fills it up so that my day is a full experience, right? Because you'll probably go to a beach again and then maybe think, oh, well, that came to fruition. But is it really what the experience that you wanted to have on that beach? Probably not. Um, so I really I wanted to put that out there for you guys and challenge you guys to begin utilizing the power of your own mind, your own thoughts and really own that to create your own reality. I'd love to know. Um, I'd love to know the things that you're manifesting, the things that you're sharing. So please, as you listen to this, take a screenshot, throw it up on your Instagram stories, tag me at Shalane Carter. You can also tag the podcast at Pre Eat, Pray, Slate podcast. Let me know what you're manifesting. Okay. I'd love to see it written down. I'd love if you want to DM me, if you want to share all that set, like tag me in it so that I know. And then I'd also really love to know, like, okay, once you begin to utilize this day, day and night, morning and night, how quickly things begin to come to fruition for you. So letting, letting the time do the work. It does take time. This is not a quick fix, end all, be all, whatever. Utilizing the power of manifestation takes some time. It's something that I teach all of my, my students. Like you didn't learn to walk in, in one day, all of my clients, you know, want, you know, want the results, um, of, you know, fixing some of their programming around and their beliefs around food and nutrition and movement and their relationships with food or their relationship to others and all those things. And it's like, you didn't get to that point 
from having one salad, you know, that's the correlation. <clears throat> you don't lose 20 pounds by eating one salad. Um, so it's going to take time and it takes time for it to come to fruition. But the more that you experience it, the quicker that it happens. So please, please, please utilize that tool if you love it and are doing the work. I'd love to see the work that you're putting in. Tag me on Instagram at shalanecarter.com. You can always too leave a review on iTunes. Um, I'd love to know how your experience is listening to the podcast. Um, if a lot of these podcasts are resonating with you, please let me know. I would love, love, love to hear from you. Um, as always, thank you for hanging with me, for listening. I hope that you took something from this podcast, from other podcasts that I've shared. And I will catch you later, guys. Cheers. Cheers.